Chapter Six of the Eyes of the World by Harold Bell Wright. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tom Weiss. Chapter Six, An Unknown Friend. When Ki Yi announced lunch, the artist, the novelist, and the dog were settled in their new home. In the afternoon, the painter spent an hour or two fussing over portfolios of old sketches in his studio, while Conrad Lagrange and Czar lounged on the front porch. Once the dog rose quietly and, walking sedately to the edge of the porch toward the west, stood for some minutes gazing intently into the dark green mass of the orange grove. At last, as if concluding that whatever it was was all right, he went calmly back to his place beside the novelist's chairs. "'Do you know,' said the artist, as they sat on the porch that evening with their after-dinner pipes, "'I believe this old place is haunted.' "'If it isn't, it ought to be,' answered the other contentedly playing with Czar's silky ears. A good ghost would fit in nicely here, wouldn't it, or he, or she? Its spookship would travel far to find a more delightful place for spooking in, and, providing, of course, she were a perfectly respectable haunt, what a charming addition to our family he would make. When it was weary of moping and mowing and sobbing and wailing and gibbering, she could curl up at the foot of your bed and sleep, as Czar here curls up and sleeps at the foot of mine. A good ghost, you know, if he becomes really attached to you, is as constant and faithful and affectionate and companionable as a good dog. Brr, said the artist, and Czar turned to look at him questioningly. All the same, the painter continued, when I was out there in the studio, I could feel someone watching me. You know the feeling? Conrad Lagrange returned mockingly. I trust your oversensitive artistic temperament is not to be so influenced by our ghostly visitor that you would be unfitted for your work. The other laughed. Then he said seriously, joking aside, Lagrange, I feel a presentiment. I can't put it into words, but I feel that I am going to begin the real work of my life here. I, he hesitated, it seems to me that I can sense some influence that I can't define. It's the mystery of the rose garden, perhaps, he finished with another short laugh. The man who, in the eyes of the world, had won so large a measure of the success that his friend desired, and whose life was so embittered by the things for which he was envied by many, made no reply other than his slow, twisted smile. Silently they watched the purple shadows of the mountains deepen, and saw the outlines of the tawny foothills grow vague and dim until they were lost in the dusky monotone of the evening. The last faint tint of sunset color went from the sky back to the San Gabriels, while close to the mountain peaks and ridges the stars came out. The rose and the contour of the orange groves could no longer be distinguished. The forms of the nearby trees were lost. The rich, lustrous green of their foliage brushed out with the dull black of the night, while the twinkling lights of the distant towns and hamlets in the valley below shone as sparkling jewels on the inky, velvet robe that fold on fold lay over the landscape. When the two had smoked in silence for some time, the artist said slowly, "'You knew my mother very well, did you not, Mr. Lagrange?' "'We were children together, Aaron.' As he spoke, the man's deep voice was gentle, as always, when the young man's mother was mentioned. Again, for a little, neither spoke. As they sat looking away to the mountains, each seemed occupied with his own thoughts, yet each felt that the other, to a degree, understood what he himself was thinking. 
once more the artist broke the silence facing his mother's friend with quiet resolution as though he felt himself forced to speak but knew not exactly how to begin did you know her well after after my father's death and while i was abroad the other bowed his head yes very well very well as if at loss for words aaron king still hesitated mr lagrange he said at last there are some things about about mother that i would like to tell you that i think she would want me to tell you under the circumstances yes said conrad lagrange gently well to begin you know perhaps how much mother and i have always been his fine voice broke and the older man bowed his head but with a slight lift of his determined chin the painter went on calmly to each other after father's death until i was seventeen we were never separated she was my only teacher then i went away to school seeing her only during my vacations which we always spent together in the country three years ago i went abroad to finish my study i did not see her again until until i was called home i know came in low tones from the other but sir while it seemed necessary that i should be away from home that we should be separated all through this period we exchanged almost daily letters planning for the future and looking forward to the time when we could again be together i know aaron it was very unusual and very beautiful when we were together before i went away i was a mere lad continued the artist i knew in a general way that father had been a successful lawyer and quite prominent in politics and because there was no change in our manner of living after his death and there seemed to be always money for whatever we wanted i suppose i assumed thoughtlessly that there would always be plenty during the years while i was at school there was never in any way the slightest hint in mother's letters that would lead me to question the abundance of her resources when they called me home his voice broke i found my mother dying almost in poverty our home stripped of the art treasure she loved her own room even empty of everything save the barest necessities in bitter sorrow and shame the young man buried his face in his hands the novelist his gaunt features twitching with the emotion that even his long schooling in the tragedies of life could not suppress waited silently when the artist had regained in a measure his self-control he continued and every word came from him in shame and humiliation before she died she told me about my father in the settlement of his affairs at the time of his death it appeared that he had taken advantage of the confidence of certain clients and had betrayed his trust appropriating large sums to his own interests he had even taken advantage of mother's influence in certain circles and relying upon her unquestioning faith in his integrity had made her an unconscious instrument in furthering his schemes conrad lagrange made as if to speak but checked himself and waited for the other to continue aaron king went on out of regard for my mother the matter was kept as quiet as possible the one who suffered the heaviest loss was able to protect her in a measure all the others were fully reimbursed but mother it would have been easier for her if she had died then she withdrew from her friends and from the life she loved she denied herself to all who sought her and devoted her life to me above all 
she planned to keep me in ignorance of the truth until I should be equipped to win the place in the world that she coveted for me. It was for that she sent me away and kept me from home. As the demands for my educational expenses grew naturally heavier, she supplemented the slender resources left in the final settlement of my father's estate by sacrificing the treasures of her home and by giving up the luxuries to which she had been accustomed from childhood. She even provided for me after her death. Not wealth, but a comfortable amount, sufficient to support me in good circumstances until I can gain recognition and an income from my work. Under the lash of his memories the young man sprang to his feet. In God's name, Lagrange, why did not someone tell me? I did not know, I did not know. I thought, oh, mother, 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 why did you do it? Why was I not told? All these years I have lived a selfish fool, and you, you, I would have given up everything. I would have worked in a ditch rather than accept this. The deep, quiet voice of Conrad Lagrange broke the stillness that followed the storm of the artist's passionate words. And that is the answer, Aaron. She knew too well that you would not have accepted her sacrifice if you had known. That is why she kept the secret until you had finished your education. She forbade her friends. She forbade me to interfere. And don't you see that she was right? Don't you see it? We would have done her the greatest injustice if we had, against her will, deprived her of this privilege. Her splendid pride, her high sense of honor, her nobility of spirit demanded the sacrifice. It was her right. God forgive me, I tried to make her see it otherwise, but she knew best. She always knew best, Aaron. Her only hope of regaining for you that self-respect and that position in life to which you, by right of birth and natural endowment, are entitled, was in you. The name which she had given to you could be restored to honor by you only, to train and equip you for your work and to enable you, unhampered by need, to gain your footing, was the determined passion of her life. Her sacrifice, her suffering to that end, was the only restitution she could make to you for that which your father had squandered. Her proud spirit, her fine intelligence, her mother love for you, demanded it. I know, returned the artist. She told me before she died. She made me understand. She said that it was my inheritance. She asked me for my promise that I would be true to her purpose. Her last words were an expression of her confidence that I would not disappoint her, that I would win a place and name that would wipe out the shame of my father's dishonor. And I will, Lagrange, I must. Mother, mother shall not be disappointed. She shall not be disappointed. No, said the older man, so softly that the other, torn by the passion of his own thoughts, did not hear. No, Aaron, your mother will not be disappointed. For a time longer they sat in silence. Then the young man said, I wish I knew the name of my mother's friend, the one who suffered the heaviest loss through my father and who so generously protected her in the crisis. I would like to thank him, at least. I begged her to tell me, but she would not. She said he would not want me to know, that for me to attempt to reimburse him would, to his mind, rob him of his real reward. Conrad Lagrange, his head bowed, spoke quietly to the dog at his feet. 
rising czar laid his soft muzzle on his master's knee and looked up into the homely world-worn face gently the strange man so lonely and embittered in the fame that he had won at a price stroked the brown head your mother knew best aaron he said slowly without looking at his companion you must believe that she knew best her beautiful spirit could not lead her astray she was right in this also your sentiment does you honor but you must respect her wish whoever the man was she had reasons i am sure for feeling as she did that it would be better for you not to know it was someone perhaps whose influence upon you she had cause to fear it was very strange returned the artist hesitatingly perhaps i ought not to say it but i felt that as you suggest she feared for me to know she seemed to want to tell me but did not for my sake it was very strange conrad lagrange made no reply i wanted you to know about mother continued the artist because i would like you to understand why why i must succeed in my work the older man smiled to himself in the dusk i have always known why you must succeed aaron he returned i have never questioned your motives i question only your understanding of success i question if you will pardon me your understanding of your mother's wish for you then in one of those rare momentary moods when he seemed to reveal to his young friend his real nature that lay so deeply hidden from the world he added you are right aaron this place is haunted haunted by the spirit of the mountains yonder haunted by the spirit of the rose garden out there the silent strength of the hills and the loveliness of the garden will attend you in your studio as you work i do not wonder that you feel a presentiment that your artistic future is to be shaped here for between these influences and the other influences that will be brought to bear upon you you will be forced to decide may the god of all true art and artists help you to make no mistake listen as though an answer to the solemn words of the man who spoke from the fullness of a lifelong experience and from the depths of a life-old love a strain of music came from out of the fragrant darkness somewhere hidden in the depths of the orange grove the soul of a true musician was seeking expression in the tones of a violin softly sadly with poignant clearness the music lifted into the night low and pleading at first then stronger and more vibrant with feeling as though sweetly insisted in its call swelling next in volume and passion as though in warning of some threatening evil ringing with loving fear sobbing wailing moaning in anguish clearly gloriously triumphant at last then sinking into solemn reverent benediction losing itself finally in the darkness even as it had come the two men so fashioned by nature to receive such music listened with emotions they could not have put into words for the moment the music to them was the voice of the guarding calling warning spirit of the mountains that in their calm majestic strength were so far removed from the petty passions and longing of the baser world at their feet it was the voice of the loving intimacy the sweet purity and the sacred beauty of the spirit of the garden it was as though the things of which conrad lagrange had spoken so reverently 
had cried aloud to them out of the night in confirmation of his words. End of chapter 6 Recording by Tom Weiss Tom's Audiobooks dot com